Welcome to the Homestand Leafs podcast powered by Sports Interaction Sportsbook and Casino, your homegrown sportsbook. Bet local. I'm your host, Albert Vartanian, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Justin Pooney. We'll tell you why the Tyler Bertuzzi hat trick is nothing to get too hot about, Leaf fans. Well, well, on today's show, we will talk about Bertuzzi. Is it time to buy in on Bertuzzi? The Leafs, by the way, make it seven in a row. Is it time to believe in the hype? What's changed with this team, and is it sustainable and what's one trade the Leafs should make at the deadline? I'm Albert Vartanian. He's Justin Pooney. And this is Homestand Leafs. And it's another positive Monday here mm. on the Homestand Leafs podcast. Why, Justin Pooney? Because the Toronto Maple Leafs, for the first time in, what, 20 years? More than 20 years. Have won seven games in a row in the NHL. Yes. They just went to Ball Arena in Colorado. Horrible name for an arena, by the way. And beat the Avalanche 4-3. to three. Birthday boy, Tyler Bertuzzi, scores a hat trick. Yes. The game winner as well to win the game. Um, they're comfortably in a playoff position right now. Maybe sniffing at a chance of winning the Atlantic. Who knows? Possibly. I'm not going to go crazy. But seven wins in a row. This team is trending in the right direction. I say it again. All it took was Ridley Gregg to take a slap shot yeah. into an empty net. And it's galvanized the team. And now they're <laughs> playing in a different way. It's a different style. But let me ask you this. And yes. this is what most Leafs fans are talking about. Mm-hmm. Are you believing the hype? Are you buying into the hype? Or is this a mirage, Justin Pooney? Am I believing the hype that they're going to make the playoffs now for sure? That this is a new Toronto Maple Leafs team with a different style of play. Maybe I should say a playoff style of play. No, I saw them already get knocked out in the first round. Okay. Um, look, it's been a great. Hey, it's been great to see them change and evolve the way they play. We've been talking about how res- and I, I, we, we did the live stream, of course. We were in the locker room. Shout on, out Sports Interaction. Yes, yeah, shout out to Sports Interaction. We were there watching the game, and I told you right after the game, and this was one of the most impressive victories I've seen from the Toronto Maple Leafs in a very long time. To go into an environment like Colorado to face off against a Stanley Cup, a previous Stanley Cup champion team, uh, a team that you know has been kind of on the skids a little bit at home. On a Saturday, they, they the Avs came out flying that first period. It was they were up, up two nothing. Mm. The Leafs crawl back, claw back, um, and then they get the the late goal by Tyler Bertuzzi, um, and they lock it down at the end of the game. Now John Tavares, after watching the replay of that empty net goal, maybe he should have put the puck in the net. Yeah, I'm not sure what he was doing. Uh, yeah, there. I don't know what he was doing there because the way McKinnon came back down the ice, it's almost like what happens in soccer, right? You go to the corner flag, the waste some time when you win and the, the game. ball comes out and they counter attack and stuff like that, but. Am I a believe? I'm not a believer because I think the talent level, especially on the defense core, is not up to snuff to be um, playoff caliber worthy. Um, they're playing really good right now, right? Uh, but let's face it, like their schedule has been somewhat on the lighter side of it the last little while, right? They played, they beat up on you know a team like St. Louis twice, who not really doing much. Oh they, come on! No, the Blues aren't doing much, Albert. Okay, I'll give them the full 100 percent. Great games against the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche. Nothing to take away from them, but Philly, you know, tough game. Philly was that was a tough game. That was one. Of their, I think that was their worst game they played during this whole stretch, right? Well, they played one bad period. Pretty, yeah, pretty one, much. In that it was game. a horrible period, though. Right, that first yeah. period. Um, get beat up on Arizona, which you're supposed to do. They did what they were supposed to do, and they had a couple really good performances. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, does that make them now one of the elite teams in the NHL? No. Right, because I do think now uh, with their upcoming schedule, this is where the, the the rubber hits the road. 
Can they play against and beat teams like Vegas again? Can they beat teams like Boston that they play a bunch upcoming? Can they beat teams like the Rangers or you know tough rivalry games like Montreal they have to play? And you know Montreal, even though they're not going anywhere this year, they play against the Leafs very hard. Those are playoff-like atmospheres. So am I a believer in the fact that they're going to do something come April? No. But am I a believer that this team is laying the groundwork down and finding a way to play that can be sustainable to winning in the playoffs? Yes. But they just don't have the skill set, I believe, to win come playoff time. I talked to a lot of Leaf fans, and a lot of, of them did. are saying the same thing to me. Talk to me in April. I actually had one Leaf fan who said to me, I'm not believing in this team until they get to the conference final. So that's how Leafs fans feel about this yeah. team. And maybe the conversation is, isn't, I mean, are you believing in the hype? Can they go out and win the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup? Maybe the conversation, at least for me, should be, have the Leafs found a different way to play? Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm believing in, is that finally, for the first time in a long time, they can play a different style instead of all offense all the time, mm-hmm. right? Trying to outscore your opponents every single game, and who cares about how many go in the back of the net? I think what I've seen from this group, it's the same group. Nothing's changed. It's the same group that we've seen pretty much all season long, mm-hmm. you know, minus a couple of pieces, and they've learned how to play a different way. So what that tells me is heading into the playoffs, this is an added bonus because if things aren't going your way, you can always fall back on, well, remember that seven-game win streak where we tightened up our game? Yep. We played structured hockey, north-south hockey. I think that that's a huge plus for this Toronto Maple Leafs team. Well, that's how I see it. I, I'm not looking at this team as – Wow, they might win the Stanley Cup now because they won seven in a row. Yeah. You, you can't. You got to be realistic with this Toronto Maple Leafs team. But finding a different style of play, I think, is huge for this team. In for a team that's played the same way for years and it's got them essentially nowhere, no success well, in terms of you know winning a Stanley Cup. And also, they now have goaltending they can rely on, right? Well, there, well there's that. If too. it wasn't for Samsonov on Saturday night, they probably don't win that game, Albert. Yeah, that's like a good point. the Abs had up. some grade A scoring chances, pucks on the goal line, pucks leaking through the crease, and just the way they don't go in the net, right? So that's just how it goes sometimes. Hey, when you're hot, you're hot, and the puck luck goes your way. Um, But the Leafs now have a goaltender that they have full confidence in right now, a guy that we thought was not even going to play in the NHL again, maybe, right? Or we never knew what was to expect with Elias Samsonov. He has now established himself as the number one goalie, even though, as we were going to say, the news that just broke today, Joseph Wall is back up with the big club. Um, But it's still cemented that Elias Samsonov is the number one goalie. They have Morgan Riley back. Um, we were talking about it before on Saturday. We don't know what the legacy and Riley pairing, if that's something that is going to be something that you know they continue moving forward or do they reshuffle it off? Well, but, no, it's not. No, they're going to have to address that. And I'm sure we'll get to are. that once we start talking about the deadline. Yeah, they will. But like I said, like at this particular juncture, the Leafs are playing very good hockey. And I agree with what you're saying. They found a new way to play. They're I think fi- that's huge. That's a big thing. Now, it might not translate to this year, but who knows? Again, it's... Why wouldn't, why wouldn't it? Because they're not going to do anything in the playoffs, right? You're but saying. What, what do you mean translate? What does that mean? Like the way they're playing right now, the structure that they have right now, where they don't allow you know a whole lot of shots. They play tighter defensively. It's not a you know a five four game or a six five game every night, right? Where they can play solid defensively. That is you know a, a way that could translate to maybe next year or whatever moving forward if they do have more talent. But why can't they take that style of play into the playoffs? Because they don't have enough talent to do anything in the playoffs. Right? This, but this the way that they're playing has done the do both. No, I outside of getting, I what doing outside something. of getting ten goals from Matthews, mm-hmm. they are getting support scoring. I agree. But they're playing a different, a tighter game. I get that, right? A but tougher what, brand of hockey. The question was, do we think that they're gonna do anything? That's just buying into what your coach is telling you. Yeah, they're buy again, they're buying and the players are buying. I agree. Right. But I'm what I'm talking about is how is this is this way that they're playing right now gonna transit to anything this particular season where I'm saying no. 
But if Keefe is back next year, and if certain guys are around, they can can hopefully translate this system over where if they do get more talent, then hey, look, you might have something there. That's what I'm trying to say. As for this season, though, this is the way they're playing. This is a, a good way that they're playing. I like the way they're playing. But it's just not – they don't have the – the horses in the race, if I was to... Well, they have horses. The horses they just don't are have there. As, they, don't need the, they don't have as many horses as you need to win. I would say... I'm going to read off some quotes. I, okay. There was some good sound that, that I found. Uh, Bertuzzi, mm-hmm. this was after the game. He's saying, everyone's just buying in. We're at the point of the season where we got to kind of turn things on and have a winning mentality. Take no games off and try and be as consistent as possible. Jared Bednar, the coach for the Colorado Avalanche after the loss to the Leafs, had this to say. He goes, they've been good for a couple of years now, and yet they still get beat up beat up about it over at times. I think because they're a really good offensive team, and you know there's a lot of weapons on the team, but they're committed to what they're doing on the defensive side. They put the whole package together there, especially in this last 10 games, and they're winning every night. Keith had this to say after the Colorado game. We're in sync right now, more so than we've been ever. I felt on this trip in particular mm-hmm. that the group is really coming together closer uh, than it's been at any point in this season. So this is this is what's changing around the mm. team. Is not this has nothing to do with skill and talent. This is all all buy-in no, I and agree. everybody I... realizing that this is the way we have to play to be successful. We can't be relying on the core four or the five to bail us out every mm-hmm. single game. Austin Matthews and William Nylander didn't score against Colorado, they and they not. won that game. They had 12 different scores during that that stretch on the road. So that's something we haven't seen. We've been screaming out for support scoring. Now that's coming. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously that involves skill and talent, but also the will to win and understanding that you can't rely on a couple of guys to get it done for you. And if the, this is what the coach is telling you and this is what's working, if if Sheldon Keefe is willing to take the captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs, pull him off the second line, throw him on the third line, give him a demotion for the betterment of the team, that sends a huge message to the rest of the roster saying, wow, if if our captain is doing that, then we need to buy in and we need to play harder and we need to listen to this coach. This is what I mean by them believing in a different style of play. Well, you have to wonder what took them so long to buy in because that's a gr- that's a great question. Right? If you look at this, right? The Leafs right now this season are 3-9 and 3 against Ottawa, Chicago, Columbus and Buffalo. Yeah, they lose to bad teams. Right? Have, even if they were 500 right now, they would be in the battle like for the Atlantic Division title, right? Right now they're what 8 points out or sorry, 7 seven. points 7 points out, right? Had they bought into this maybe earlier right in the season and not kind of when you know we kind of were questioning you know what are the playoff odds like they I bought know. it now but you can't you can't but, if, you, if you're the Leafs though Pooney I get what you're saying you can't be looking in the rear move, rear no view of course you can't you can only look at what's ahead of you right I'm saying from a fan's perspective you're wondering where the hell was this all season my only thing is this the seven game win streak is great but you have to take it with a grain of salt right the team is still what the team was before Right, those same players are there. The same streaks that you know, the goalless droughts and all that, that could still happen again. Of course, and that's right? what's so frustrating what, is that this is the same team. Exactly, it's What's the I'm same saying? group of like, guys. Bertuzzi's been playing great, but we've seen him go however many games without a goal. We've seen it with Domi. We've seen it with Nylander. We've seen this before. Yeah. Um. This see, the NHL season is a marathon, not a sprint. Right? They didn't. You all you did was you solidified a position in the playoffs, uh, to a certain extent during the seven game win streak. Right, you have to continue to play well. You cannot now this week lose three in a row. Right, you can't. Well, do they it. could. They could, but you. Everything is just coming together right Everything, now. Everything they and they had, they've had a very good stretch. The of hottest goal scorer in the history of hockey, Absolutely. it feels like they're having that a very helps. good stretch right now. Now, can they lay? Have they laid down good fundamentals and good habits that they could put forward to so they could beat teams? Yes, like Vegas and stuff like that. Again, yes, but 
like I said, now you know now teams are all going to be desperate now. Now teams are all loading up for the deadline. Now teams are all wanting to solidify playoff positions. So you're going to get a whole lot of teams' best punches now, and the Leafs have to continue to answer. Yeah, of course. And the other teams will be looking at the Leafs like, holy shit, here we go. These yeah. guys are rolling. They're playing. They're playing a really good style of hockey. You mentioned uh, Tyler Bertuzzi's yes. uptick in form at the moment. I have a theory on why he's playing well and why he's getting goals. And I'll get to that after the break. Homestand Leafs is powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book featuring custom same-game parlays and prop bets you won't find anywhere else. So why bet with one of those American companies that don't know anything about your teams, players, or games that matter to you? Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. Pooney, we just got some breaking news. <gasps> we're, reco- trade? we're recording this on trade uh, Monday, announce? February 26th. No trade yet. Oh. It's 1.13 p.m. I just got an alert on my phone on Twitter. Now known as X. Mitch Marner, second star of the week in the NHL. Wow. He co-led the league with nine assists, becoming the first Toronto player to post two plus and six straight appearances as he guided the Maple Leafs to a perfect 4-0-0 week en route to mm-hmm. a seventh straight win. Uh, we haven't even said his name yet, but probably deserves a lot of credit. But I should say, before I get your take on, on how he's played, mm-hmm. I talked to a lot of Leaf fans about Mitch Marner, and they're all saying the same thing. Talk to me in April. Talk to me in April. Regular season guy, he can put up wow. points, and he's been unbelievable. He really has. I mean, mm-hmm. his production level is through the roof. I don't know how many goals Matthews would have without Mitch Marner. I don't know how many goals the power play would have without Mitch Marner, mm-hmm. so you got to give him his credit. But, yes, Leaf fans still say, listen, when it comes to playoff time, we need to see him perform the same way he does in the regular Absolutely. season. Absolutely. Um, look, Mitch Marner is doing what Mitch Marner does, putting up points. Simple as that. Like I said, he's so skilled, man. He is, but I will equate the same thing to the Leaf fans that show it in the playoffs. Mitch Marner is a guy that he is what he is. He's a good regular season player, but in the playoffs, he tends to shy away from everything. He goes missing. I think right? that's why it's so difficult for for fans to it's, buy in because of what they've seen in the playoffs and how the performances drop. Yeah. We keep talking about it, but their biggest issue in the playoffs last year was. Goal scoring. Goal scoring. The, the core four dried up in the second round, Which right? you think it'd be the opposite, right? Where the goals would go in, it'd be the defense. But yeah. No, it was the goal scoring. And look, Marner, he, he does what he does, man. Like, he's got what? He's going to get over 100 points this year, potentially, for the first time ever. 99 last year, 97, and then he had 67, 67, and only less than 60 games. He's a bit over a point-per-game player. It is, it's what he does, right? He's, a, he's a, one of the best setup mans in the NHL, but what does it really mean at the end of the day, right? It just means – seriously, what does it mean, though? It just means that this, he's going to get that $12.5 million that he wants in the offseason. He's going to get, you know, maybe touch, you know, be, you know, 12.6, 12.75. He's just going to get a bigger contract, right? Is he going to somehow change and magically, you know, change his game come playoff time? No. He's a very good regular season player. Um, but is Mitch Marner a guy I want to build my team around and shell that much money if I want to win the Stanley Cup? No, right? It's not. He's good. Very good player. No question about it. He's just not that guy that I would want to build around. Um, and I think I've seen Austin Matthews elevate his game to another level, right? Marner is this. This is what he is. He's a hundred point, around a hundred point guy per you know uh, per regular, which is still excellent. Not you cannot take that away from him, but there's not that next gear to go up to where he can really take himself to another level, right? He is what he is. Yeah, and, with Marner, it's going to be a wait and see until the playoffs. Yeah. But another guy who's been playing well, and I kind of teased it. Um, in the first segment is Tyler Bertuzzi mm-hmm. picked up a hat trick on his birthday. The first Leaf to ever score a hat trick on their birthday. Surprising. Which, that stat is unbelievable. I didn't yeah. think that. Uh, but he went 19 games without a goal, 12, 12 <laughs> before that. 
And my theory for the reason why he's starting to score goals is John Tavares was bumped down to the third line. Mm-hmm. Bertuzzi is now playing with Max Domi and William Nylander, two supremely skilled players who also love to dish the puck and, yep. and get their own points. But what I noticed when Bertuzzi and Tavares were on the same line, they, they play very similar. Tavares likes to get to the front of the net, cause havoc, and score some of those dirty goals, a lot of those tapping goals, side the net. I think T- Tavares probably has a little bit more skill, maybe a lot more skill than a Tyler, Tyler Bertuzzi. Mm-hmm. So it kind of nullified what Bertuzzi kind of does on the ice. And now he goes on to the second line or stays on the second line, but with Domi and Nylander, he is the Tavares to that line where he gets to the front of the net. He gets the garbage goals. He's screening the goalie. He's the guy you know, at the far post banging it in, as we saw. Mm-hmm against the Colorado Avalanche. So I think separating him from Tavares is where you get the best from Bertuzzi because those two guys are are eerily the same in the way that they play. Also, it helps when you get a power play bump. Mm-hmm. Now he's on the first unit. Tavares has been taken off that. He occupies the Tavares role once again. And you know, because you mentioned this on the live stream, the yeah. watch along that we did, so much attention is being paid to Austin Matthews that you're seeing Bertuzzi at the far post open and he's going to be getting those goals when you have Mitch Marner making passes the way that he is. So I think long may it continue. I think you need to keep Bertuzzi and Tavares separated, not because Tavares isn't a good player, but because they play such a similar style that you know only one guy on a line on that ice can only occupy the net, in my opinion, and do those things on one line. And if you're playing with Max Domi, who loves to pass the puck, he's a supreme playmaker. Nylander can do the same and create space for you. I think Bertuzzi's right now, from here until the end of the season, watch him get hot now. And I think that's what Max Domi said after the game as well. He has the ability to score these goals. He just needs to get in those positions. And without Tavares, he's getting in those positions. Well, yeah, we said last week, too, that we really like this line because... I love it. From a new line of perspective, he's got two guys that can get in the corners and get loose pucks to him where he can use his skill. On the Bertuzzi side of it, yeah, he's got guys that can are not afraid to dish the puck to him whenever he, you know, find him in open spaces, right? And he has a knack for scoring. He had 30 goals one season with the Detroit Red Wings, right? Um, but let's see this continue, Albert. Like, if you look at it, minus this game against Colorado, he has one goal this month, right? No, I agree. But but before that, before this, it wasn't because he, he like there was lack I'm, of effort. It wasn't no, trying. No, I'm not saying how that many at all. posts that guy hit. Yeah, he scored a goal he that was, got disallowed. He was snake bitten for he a really while. Was. Right? But let's again. He had a great game. A great game. Are we gonna expect Tyler Berdusi to get a hat trick every no, single game? On, no, come on, Puny. That's not what I'm saying. I know. I know. I know. We're talking about. Start scoring goals more his, regularly. He's finally the work that he was putting in the, the the attempts he was getting were finally starting to go in right. And I agree with everything you're saying. He's playing a lot better. He's playing harder. You notice him a lot more on the ice. He played 17 minutes, almost 18 minutes last night, which would be the second highest in a long time for him. He played 18 minutes against Dallas earlier this month. Yeah. Um, and then he played new touched 18 again. Um, the other thing is he's shooting the puck a lot more, right? Um, there was games, I'm looking at his, his stat line, even from January and December, there was a bunch of games where he was shotless. Right now, every game this month, he's at least recorded one shot. He had four last game, three the game before. Uh, he's shooting the puck a lot more, right? Which has to do with new alignments, but also with the confidence as well. And we're seeing a confident Tyler Bertuzzi now playing night in and night out, mm. right? And that is very important, especially for a guy like him who that's a, he's got skill, but he doesn't have elite level skill, right? And what you're seeing is a guy when he's playing with confidence, he's not afraid to shoot the puck. He's not afraid to get to those dirty areas, to go to the front of the net, find those open areas where, hey, look, yeah, man. Matthews is in the middle of the box with four guys. Oh, there's an empty spot right here at the side of the net. Bing, bang, in the back of the net, right? Um, that is all great, but it has to continue. 
right? And he doesn't have to score every game, but I have to see shot attempts. I have to see that type of play continue. You cannot let your foot off the gas, but if you're Tyler Bertuzzi, you cannot because this team still needs you to score, right? Bobby McMahon, for as great as he was the last couple weeks too, there's going to be a regression, come back to the mean, right? For Max Domi playing great, it's going to come back to the mean too. But how, where does your, where is your, 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 flat line right is it going to be you know less than expected or is it going to be exactly where it's supposed to be right and Tyler Bertuzzi look when he came in I think we said about the one of the beginning of the season when one of our we kind of projected their stat lines right and what would be a good season for them Tyler Bertuzzi should be at least a 20 to 25 goal score for the Toronto Maple Leafs he's got 10 he's got 10 right can he touch 17 can he touch you know can he get to that threshold I think if he can do that for the rest of the way then that'll be something that the Leafs would need very much so um it has to continue. He's played a lot better, but it has to continue, Albert. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, one thing that has to continue, and it's been going on for a little while now, is Ilya Samsonov. Yes. His play, uh, definitely one of the best stories in the NHL. Six wins in a row, the longest streak as a Maple Leaf. Mm-hmm. And I was looking at his splits before and after his recall this season. So his record before the recall, 5-2-6. and six. After 8-2-0, and oh, mm-hmm. his goals against 394 to 219 Save percentage eight six two to nine one three. First period save percentage from eight thirty one to nine forty three. I mean, we thought this guy was dead in the water. We keep talking about that. I yep. think we should continue talking about it because, to me, it really is one of the best stories in the season this year. Yeah, this Ilya Samsonov turnaround. This guy completely lost it. We saw him on the bench. We saw him in post games near tears. Yeah, talking about how he's he needs the support of his family and his parents flew in to help him out, mm-hmm. and he had to get sent down to work with the goalie coach with the Marlies and, and you know, hands-on with Curtis Sanford to turn his game around and credit to the guy when the Leafs absolutely needed him when Martin Jones started faltering a little bit and obviously Joseph Wall was down and out, he stood up mm-hmm. and he's been he's been uh, one of the best goalies in the league over over this, this stretch here. Do you remember how bad his December was? How bad? Remember that Buffalo game? Remember that the uh, Buffalo was a nine goal game, right? The nine goal game. Then there was the game against Columbus. He had uh, that they lost six five. And it was it was how he was letting those goals yeah. in. But look, you know, in the month of December, right? Ilya Samsonov played five games. His record was one and one. Yeah, he got pulled three times. Yeah. He had a four point six four goals against average, an eight twenty eight save percentage. Right. Not good. In the subsequent months since he's been back, one point four eight goals against average. A 9.39 save percentage. This month, now he's played a lot more this month, right? A 2.72 goals against average and an 8.96 save percentage. Mm-hmm. Albert, he has found his game. He has refound his form. We talked about it on, on Saturday, and we're going to talk about it, earlier, I mentioned earlier in the pod. If it wasn't for that Tyler Bertuzzi hat trick on his birthday, Ilya Samsonov's the first star. The saves that he made, the timely saves he made. And the thing was, there wasn't any spectacular, like, acrobatic saves he was just in position, in the right spot, came out aggressive, and cut off all the angles for the shooter, right? That is a sign of a goalie playing at full confidence. Um, you know, you always hear goalies talk about when they're playing their best, when they're, they're at the top of their game, they're the top of the crease. They're challenging shooters to come and shoot. They're not backed off in their crease, right? They're not trying to, like, you know, be a bit more timid. Samsonov is out in front of the shooters trying to get, you know, he's seen... One of the goals, I think it was the the third goal where he did, couldn't see it at all, right? You, you can't fault him on that um, at all. But he that just was the McCar goal, the McCar goal. I no, no, it was Rantanen. No, the Rantanen goal. Yeah, the Rantanen goal from the yeah, point. Yeah, because yeah. the other one was the um, the Cogliano goal. Again, McKinnon just made Riley look stupid there, and he was <laughs> wide open in the slot. Um, 
But that's the biggest thing I noticed in Samsonov's game, just the, just the confidence he now plays with. And you're seeing the team, you know, believe in him again. Because remember before, they didn't believe in him whatsoever, right? They had no faith in him. They were probably they were scared to have him in. Oh. Um, and I think just to see that, like you mentioned, it's been one of the most positive stories for the Leafs, this Leafs team. Maybe, maybe, maybe the most positive yeah, behind Austin Matthews uh, this season. I keep thinking about that Jordan Greenway, like fall away, yeah. fade away shot that that Samsonov just completely missed yeah. in that Buffalo game. It was rough. It's been rough for, mm-hmm. for Ilya Samsonov, but he's been great. And now Joseph Wall comes back. It'll be interesting to see how that works out. What happens with Martin Jones mm-hmm. as he gets sent down? Um, do they split? I mean, the Leafs have Vegas on Tuesday, tomorrow. We're recording this on a Monday. Yeah. I'm assuming Samsonov will probably get to start. Mm-hmm. And then in Arizona or against Arizona at home, that's probably a good time to bring in Joseph Wall. Then, yeah. I saw him play. I saw that game against uh, Laval when he mm-hmm. was with the Marlies. He looked really good. He did. He 36 saves. And like you mentioned, it was a physical game. They he was getting up. beat up. Yeah. And I think the Laval players knew that. They yeah. were giving it to Joseph Wall. There was a couple of times where players were on top of him. Mm-hmm. He got clipped by his skate. Uh, but he looks like he's ready to go. So good times ahead for the Toronto Maple Leafs in terms of uh, their net miners. Okay, let's take a break. In the next segment, the final segment, I want to rethink now what the Toronto Maple Leafs should do at the deadline. And if there was one move to make, Justin Pooney, what move would that be? Okay, Justin Pooney, let's talk about the NHL trade deadline, mm-hmm. which is coming up March 8th. It's not that far away. Next Friday. Next Friday. Um, based on the way the Toronto Maple Leafs have played recently, seven-game mm-hmm. win streak, pretty much solidified a playoff spot when there was concern around the fact that maybe they wouldn't make a playoff spot. I think they're pretty much in. I think, I think if you looked at the numbers, it's probably like 99% that they're probably going to make a playoff, make the playoffs, excuse me. Has this, this recent turnaround by the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you're Brad, you're living, has this, has this changed your mind on how you're going to approach the trade deadline come March 8th? I'm still going to stamp that. Unless I'm going to swing for the fences, which is a precursor to some of the deals that I have. But if it's you don't th- think the team has proved to Tree Living that he should invest in the team? Oh, I'm sure they have, but what assets are they going to give up, right? Well, the assets are there to give up. They are, but what are you going to bring in that's going to push you over the top to beat a Boston, a Florida, a New York, right? Like, what's really there to help you, you know, push forward in a playoff push, to get to the conference finals, to finally break through that? I don't think there's anything out there at this particular moment individually that could do that. Now I don't there's think something. there's one or two players you can bring in and say, if you're bringing these two players, mm. we're going to the conference finals. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, look what Boston. Boston went heavy at the deadline last year. They lost they in the first round. They ran the hot team with the hot goal. No, I understand right? that. You, happen you every bring year, in right? players. You bring in players to strengthen your team. And everyone always, mm-hmm. every team is always looking for a player to help. But I don't think you can pick one or two players look, that are actually available <laughs> that are going to obviously flip the switch and be like, oh, well, now they'll make the conference final. They'll go on a run. No, it doesn't work that way. I think, look, if Brad Tree Living, and I would keep on saying this, he's not a guy that's going to big on making deadline moves. And I don't think something magically he's going to change that and change his philosophy on who he is and start being ultra uberly aggressive. We hear them link with Tanev a whole lot. And quite frankly, that's the only person really that they've, you know, really talked about a lot. That's the guy they want. Um, but they won't offer that first, uh, that first round pick, right? Um, when I look at it, I just see that Tree Living is just not going to want to do anything. Right, it's been the whole theme of this of this season so far: a wait and see approach, assess everything, and then in the off season, I can really put my fingerprints all over this organization. That is what I think is going to happen. I don't, don't not. I I want Leaf fans to pause and temper their expectations. I do not expect Brad to swing for the fences at the deadline. I think he could pick up a small piece here or there, but 
to make a major move that's going to really help this team out a lot, um, I don't foresee happening. But whatsoever. but does this team need a major move? Ah, they we've talked. Yeah, but course. what's the, what's the major move? We've talked. They need another top four defenseman. They need another offensive top four defenseman, a guy that can carry his own pairing, a guy that can take the puck up, that can skate well. Do they? Or they do they just need someone Albert. to play with Morgan Riley? No, Albert. They need another top four defenseman. They need as good as Simone Benoit has played, as good as Jake McCabe have played. You can't win a Stanley Cup with those guys playing top four minutes. You cannot. And you, everybody out there knows that if you watch the game of hockey and you understand it, you know you can't win a Stanley but Cup. But if you with bring those a, guys. if you bring in another guy to play with Riley, who yeah. effectively will become your first pairing. Mm-hmm. And then your second pairing is Brody and Lilligren. I know it's only been a small a small sample size, but Brody clearly much better on his natural side. Okay. Lilligren upped his game, and now you're moving Benoit down with McKay to your third pairing with, you know, Giordano as your as your seventh guy. No. It's not good enough. It's they're playing good right now, but they're playing above their pay grade right now, but no, it's not good enough in the playoffs. When a team has two weeks to learn everything about you and what your players' strengths and weaknesses are. There is no way in hell TJ Brody, Simone Benoit, Jake McCabe, um, whomever, William Legison, Lilgren, any Mark, 50-year-old Mark Giordano, whoever. Those guys aren't good enough, Albert. They're not good enough to carry the mail in the playoffs. They are not good enough. And that, it's as simple as that. They are not. And th- that is what needs to complete overall. And then you look at their bottom six. Right, they need something a little bit more there. I feel they can use a little bit more depth there. Um, so again, those moves and especially the defense move, which I think that's what's holding them back from truly being a Stanley Cup contenders. They need at least another horse on in the back end that they can trot out there for 20 plus minutes. That can eat power play minutes, penalty kill minutes, and five on five minutes. And they don't have that. Okay, so right? if you if you're the Leafs, you only had one deal to make. I got two. Okay, if you, you got two deals to I make. I got two. And what would they be? So if to I help this team? if I I'm not Brad Tree Living, I'm an aggressive guy, right? I swing for the fences. Okay. So if I'm Brad Tree Living, I got a couple moves up my sleeve here. Okay. So the first one, we heard about Elliot Freeman talk one on the weekend that if the Flyers are potentially taking calls on Nick Sealer and Sean Walker, a true pair together in Philly, and they might you know trade the pair, you know, together. So if I'm Brad Tree Living, I call Danny Breer up in Philly and I say, Hey, look, I'll give you Nyes, Lil Grin, first round pick, and two thirds. For both those guys, that's that right there could be a second. That's your second pair on. right there. You're not giving up that's that your much second for for two Wheeler defen- and Walker for two defensemen, two defensemen, two NHL caliber defensemen. If that's what it costs, there's no way that they would take the call. I get it. You're not Brad Tree Living. You're I'm Justin not Pooney. Look, I think that's some of that. I need, that deal would take the lease over the top. I think so. You have now a second, a legit second pair that you can trot out there. So guys- what do you do about the absence of Matthew Nice now from the first line? Has he really again? You you, could, so what happened? So you, someone's going to get bumped up to the first line. You bump Robertson. You just talk about how the we've bottom seen six Ro- needs help. So you're weakening seen, the bottom six seen, and the top line. We've seen, we've seen right. Nick Robertson play on that top line before. He's played pretty well on the top line. You were saying he should stay on the top line a whole lot you longer. Give him a run to see right? what. It give was him a about. run, right? Yeah. But what matters the most? The defense. And I okay. think this strengthens their defense. Now this one right here is a little bit crazy. I don't know about that last deal. I think you're out of your mind, but go ahead. Okay, this last one. Okay. Let's Brad Tree Living calls Craig Conrep, his former assistant GM. Right? <laughs> hey Bra- hey uh, Craig, you know, I kinda you know gave you some wisdom and spit some game to you, you know, how to make these deals. Put you on game. I got a deal for you. I need a, I need a, an elite franchise number one goalie. I know Jacob Markstrom is kind of on, is available right now. I want him. Oh, you're a Markstrom. And I want I need to improve my my defense. I need Noah Hannafin. So you get Markstrom and Hannafin. 
I gotta hear what you gotta get return. rid. Of, you gotta get rid of Brody to make the money work. Okay, but Brody so has a modified no trade clause. Okay, he's, so hold on. He's hold on. Let me finish. All let right. me finish. Brody has a modified no trade clause. Right. He's played in Calgary before. He's just a simple salary dump. The Flames can get rid of him at the end of this year, no problem. Sa- Samsonov. He's a he's a he's the only one you left on his deal. Salary dump too if you don't want him to keep him in the off season, right? Nick Robertson, a young player that's played a lot better that can maybe with a more of a role in Calgary can finally refine his game and reach his true potential. You're gonna have to give up Easton Cowan, your number one prospect. You're gonna have to give him up two first round picks and the third and a fifth. <laughs> And That's maybe some stock into MLSE too. I mean, hey, look, you got it. Hey, then Holy you, smokes! And that, but then I would only do that if you get some assurances from Noah Hannafin right. that he's willing to resign. Because you still have Markstrom under contract for a little bit. That's a lot. It's a lot, but you get you fill out your goalie void and you get that defenseman that you desperately need. Right. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> That's insanity. You know it's not gonna happen. No, I know it's not gonna happen. But I get what you're saying. Like I feel like the the price that you just came up with there mm-hmm. could do it. But yeah. that that's a lot to give up, man. Wow. But well, what are you getting back? You're getting a number one goalie and a top four defenseman, right? Yeah. Like Yeah, Markstrom's probably been one of the best goalies in the league. Yeah. And you get like, Hannafin. Markstrom's a guy that can win yeah. you series. Yeah. Yeah. It's just you'll have you'll have the one crowd that Thinks about the future, and then the other crowd were like, "Yeah, do it, do that right Look, now." I don't, like, I don't think Brad Trudeau is gonna do any of these deals here. But if I was running the Leafs and I want to swing for the fences every year, then yeah, f them picks, right? Yeah. Let's go for it. It's true, but that's interesting. You know what? That second one I thought was crazy, but it can, it works though. It makes sense because you're only you're giving up a defenseman for defenseman, a goalie for a goalie. Obviously, no one wants to let go and, of a visa count in those picks. And we know Brody's not gonna be back next year, yeah. right? We don't know about Samsonov next. You make year. a deal like that, though. It's Stanley. It's truly Stanley Cup or bust. You're telling me right now, Noah Hannafin comes in, Jacob Markstrom comes in right now. They have a number one goalie that can compete with the goalies in Boston, that can compete with the uh, Bobrovsky in the Atlantic. Oh, I agree. You yeah. have another. You have another number. Uh, no, this guy could Noah Hannafin could be a number one defenseman on a playoff caliber team, right? Yeah, he's proven that. Before. They really want right shot guy, and Noah Hannafin's a left shot guy. So you're gonna. What happens there? The right shot guys are so hard to come. No, by, I understand right? that. So, what do you do with the deep pairings now? Now you're bringing Hannafin in, you making Brody work? out. Does Brody go Lilgren? Do you still find another guy for Morgan Riley to play with? Well, at that point, you just let Morgan. You carry your pair. Hannafin, you carry your pair. The rest kind of fill in as they go, right? right. Because when you have those two guys on the pair, those guys themselves can need 22, 25 plus minutes. Hey, right? I'm not, I'm not. I'm not totally against it. The I'm first one, a bit fugazi. Uh, if I had one deal to make. And I was probably on the TANF train for a long time, mm-hmm. but looking at him, he's an older guy, making 34. four and a half, a lot of injuries. They want a first-round pick from him, and clearly Bradley Living and the Leafs aren't willing to give up that first-round pick. Mm-hmm. I think it would have been done already. Um, I'm looking at Matthew Dumba. No, Arizona Coyotes. Dumba, okay. The Coyotes were playing really well mm-hmm. up until a certain point, and now they're 0-10-1. Yes. And essentially completely out of the playoff race, and Pierre Lebrun just wrote an article in The Athletic essentially saying – Arizona is open for business. They're going to be sellers. You got Dumba, pending UFA, making $3.9 million, right shot D-man, doesn't have a no move, and potentially, I don't know how this would work, but maybe Arizona retains some of that salary to make it even cheaper, and I don't think it's going to cost you a first-round pick to get Dumba. And if it does, I mean, can you bring him here, a guy that's under 30 years old, and get him to sign on a relatively you know, team-friendly-ish deal? But this, I'm not talking about the future with this one. I'm talking about Matt Dumba coming in uh, for probably less than a first-round pick to play on the right side with Morgan Riley. I think that really helps the defense. And you probably don't have to give up any players 
or prospects for Matt Dumba. If that's the case, like if you, you look have at, to give up something for Matt, like a third round pick, maybe. No, you definitely give up a pick. I'm saying you yeah. don't have to give a prospect or, oh, or yeah, a player. Yeah. Maybe no, you no, send no, a no. player the other way. I don't maybe know. To make the money work, right? To make the money work. To but make I'm the money if they, work. If yeah. Arizona re- retains salary, you get a guy who I mean, plays, plays with edge. He's a veteran in the league. I think it works. I think it makes sense to me. Pulling up cap friendly as we speak right now. Yeah, three point nine he makes. Um, give me Dumba. He's got some edge to him. Look, I think. It's worth a, it's worth a shot. Hey, look, it's worth a shot, right? It'll be an improvement on a guy like William Legison for sure. Okay. Uh, we're it. running out of time here. Uh, Leafs play Vegas tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll get into, uh, obviously, the recap of that in the next Homestand Leafs podcast. But now we got some bets for that game. And I got a couple for tonight. So okay. it's time for Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. All right, Vegas, Leafs tomorrow night, and you got to play on the game, Pooney. I do. Uh, just take simple play, no props, no nothing. Take the Vegas Golden Knights money line. This is a team that wants to exact some revenge after they were embarrassed on their home ice last night, last week excuse me, by the same uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. I think the Vegas Golden Knights are a team that want to, you know, get back into it. You know, they go, they're chasing the Vancouver Canucks for the Pacific Division. They want to, they're fighting with the Oilers to get home ice in the first round. Take the Vegas Golden Knights to win this game in Toronto. All right, I got one play and one play only. It's not for the Vegas and Leaf game. It's for tonight. It's the Washington Capitals against the Ottawa Senators. Alexander Ovechkin, anytime mm. goal. Eight goals in his last ten. Five goals in his last four home games against the Senators team. who uh, They've been better, but Ovechkin is starting to play really well, as is the Washington Capitals. So I'm going to go Ovechkin, anytime goal scorer tonight against the Ottawa Senators. And that's been Burton Pooney's Bankroll Booster, powered by Sports Interaction, your homegrown sports book. Bet local. That's it from us here at Home Stand Leafs. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget, we drop new episodes every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. You can find us anywhere you download your podcast. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show. Five stars, please. That will make Justin a very happy man. Also, if you want to send in a question, either through an email or voice message, send them to Leafs at homestandsports.com. We'll read your questions, concerns, or insults on our Friday episodes. The email, again, is leafs at homestandsports.com. For Justin Pooney, I'm Albert Vartanian, and this has been Homestand Leafs.